Welcome to the like Destiny Podcast. Okay, so leadership. What we're going to do in the next, I think I've got six sessions with you over between now and Christmas, um, looking at this topic um, of leadership, because I'm sure you're going to end up in some kind of leadership, whether leadership in the church or leadership in the workplace or leadership with your family, you know, you, you may have family and whatever. So at some point, you will all get to lead. And so what we want to look at is just that whole topic. We're going to cover things like today, we're just going to look at the different levels of leadership. And then if we've got time, look a little bit more of the, some, some of the qualities of a good leader. Um, then I hope at some point to look at styles of leadership, um, which will help us then understand ourselves and the people that we're leading so that we can lead and communicate better. So if you know your style and you know who you are, um, so that's going to be loosely based on the gifts of the spirit, you know, administrator, pastoral, you know, that where are you coming from as a person and where are the people that you're leading coming from as a style. That, so we'll look at all that and communication, how the different ways of, you know, communicating tools that will assist us to communicate better. So we'll, we'll do a whole week on, on communication, well, a whole session, one week. Um, looking at, we'll look at vision and then we might look at um, maybe Saul and David as well and look at their leadership skills and what was good about them and what was not so good. And, and so we'll do that over the next seven weeks. Okay, so leadership track. And so today I want to look at the, the levels and... That's not supposed to do it like that. Supposed to be underneath, but anyway, the levels of qualities of a leader, and hopefully the whole thing isn't going to be mushed up. That's good. Okay, so so a lot of what I'm going to talk about in this particular session comes out of a book by John Maxwell, um, developing the leadership within. Um, he does a lot of teaching on leadership. Um, and he's a Christian and he teaches leadership within the church, but he also teaches leadership in workplaces, okay? Because the qualities of a leader doesn't matter where you're actually leading if you've got good qualities. So he says, if no one's actually following you, <laughs> then actually you're not really leading. You're just like taking a walk by yourself. You know, you're just taking a walk. Um, so we, we don't want to just be leaders because we've been given a title. We want to actually be leaders who lead, and leaders who lead well. Um, and one of the things that, that John has come up with is, is just a teaching on the levels of leadership, um, where we, you know, we start off on level one, we get our, our title, you, you know, you, can you lead the cell group, or can you, you know, you get a, a promotion at work and you become the team manager, or whatever it is. You, you get your title, but... But if you stay just leading with on that level, then you're not really going to be a particularly good leader. And so John is, uh, then goes on to say that there are five levels of leadership that, that if we're going to be good leaders, we want to work up to the top of those five levels. So today I'm going to look through those levels. Um, so the first one, are you all with me? I've, I've not like lost in translation or anything. So shout up if I, 
you know, say something you don't know what I'm saying, okay? We'll work it out. <laughs> so he says the first, the first level is when you've given a title. So, you, you know, you, you get your promotion or you, you start leading something, okay? And, and often at, at the very beginning, you're kind of, you're leading because you've been appointed, right? And unfortunately, there are some people who stay at the, lead, the position of, the level of position. And at this level, you have to rely on rules and procedures and regulations in order to get things done. Because, because when you, at this level, you haven't got any relationship with people. So you're dictating. And, and you really, at this level, you are still just using your title. You know what? I'm the team manager. This is what you're going to do. Do it. This is what the procedure of the company says, so follow the procedure. And you, you are relying on your title to lead. And, and you might be sitting there thinking, yeah, I know. I've experienced, you know, some, some people that do lead like that. You know, like who are just, you haven't got a clue what's going on in their head because they don't let you anywhere near them. Yeah, so so they're relying on their rules rather than your willingness to follow. So so the idea is that we we move on from this position as quickly as possible because what you want is people to follow because they want to follow, not because you're telling them this is the rule, this is what you've got to do. Does, does that make sense? So you're relying on your right as a leader to get things done. You know, it's my right, I'm the leader, this is what we're going to do. You with me? And then you, it's basically enforcing the rules, and that's just a little picture that I saw on, I think it was Facebook, um, where the, you know, you, you go and you're like a bull in a china shop. You're just like, we're going to do it, we're going to do it my way. Because this is the rules, and I'm the leader. Okay. Seriously. <laughs> so, so for those who are listening on on the podcast and you think, "What on earth we're we talking about?" I've just put a picture up of a big, massive bull poking his head through a car window, saying, "Kind of for your license, enforcing the rules." So, like I say, we want we want to move on as quickly as possible, and the way to do that is begin to get to know your people. So you, you, you want to get permission to lead. You know, you want, you want them to want to be led. So, so that, this is the next one, is, is find a position, okay? And this is where interrelationships are really important. You need to know who, who are in your team. You need to know about them. What, what, what do they want? Why are they part of the team? What, you know, what, what are their desires? Where are they heading? What is it that they actually need? You know, do, do they need a bit of encouragement? Do they need a bit of training? Do they need, you know, what, what, what are their needs? 
How can I help you? And it's about recognizing that it's not about me as the leader, necessarily. It's not about my title. But the most important thing in this group are the people that I'm leading. You know, you, they're the important asset. They're the greatest thing in the group, okay? It's not, not necessarily the leader, it's the people that are being led. And when, when as a leader you, you, you realize that, you can begin to honor and respect and build up the people that you're leading. I heard a quote only last night, because in, in um, Cell Group, we were actually looking at um, what culture is and, um, and then what our culture is as Kingsway and how that's affected us and how it affects us in the workplace and, and all that. So we were all discussing culture. Anyway, um, Jan quoted someone called Peter Drucker, and he said that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Right? It's a bit of a weird sort of phrase, but what he's saying was culture. If you, if the, the thing that you need to focus on is the culture of your group, not necessarily the rules and procedures and, and what's coming from the top. That's important. But if your culture is not right, the culture will just swallow up the rules and, and the procedures and everything. Because what's important is what culture are you creating in your group? And I would suggest to you that the honor is a good culture to create in your group, no matter where you're working, no matter what you're doing. If you begin to respect and honor the people in your group, then that's going to that's create a culture of respect and honor. And that that then will, because if, I, if I'm interested in you and I love on you and, and we lead in, then that's going to encourage you to be interested in you and, and, and vice versa. And we're going to build up relationships within the team. Does that make sense? So this, this particular level is, is the most important level in that you can't go up to the higher levels if you haven't got this level right. Because the higher levels aren't going to work, you're going to stick at number one if you can't get number two right. So this is something you really need to, as a leader, really focus on. And as you've built up this number two, this level, it's like um, it is like put on there. It's like the glue that holds all the other levels together. So if you're going to progress to production and and get things going and and everything, you have to start at this level. You've got to know who you're leading. And that, like I say, applies in any, any form of leadership. You've got to get your permission to lead. So, so we're moving on then. Once we've built up the relationships, we, we can then move on, okay, to production. Are you all with me so far? Yep. So you always carry on level two right the way through forever, right? Relationships is always important. So whatever it is you're doing and however great your group becomes, always remember the relationships are important. But so is production, okay? So, so once you've got that whole like culture of, of honour and respect and, and your group is moving forward, then you can begin to actually look at, well, what is it that as a group we are wanting to achieve here? 
you know, what, what production do we want out of the group? If, if your group, for example, is, is all about making little plastic ducks to float in the bath, you know, how many plastic ducks can we make in a week? You know, let, let's start producing plastic ducks. Let's work on this. You know, like, and it's just that motivation to produce. And getting your group to come together with that one aim. Let's, let's produce something here. Let's, let's achieve this purpose. Let's get as many ducks made as possible. Um, or whatever it is that we're doing. At this level, you know, once we've started production and, you know, we're setting, we're setting our goals and we'll probably look at much more detail on um, how to look at vision, how to project, present vision, how to encourage vision. Um, we'll do a whole session on that probably in a couple of weeks. Um, but, but goals are set. And then they begin to come to pass, you know, they, they, they realised. And, and then you can start, like, think, working out your statistics. You know, how many ducks have we made? How, you know, how far have we come? If you're a cell leader, you know, how, how many, you know, has the people in your group, are they growing? Are they, you know, can we see the fruits of the Spirit in them? Have we encouraged them? Are they stepping into some of the things that... Um, God's got for them or whatever it is, is your, are you achieving production? Then we, um, we move on to level three. Was that three? That was three, four. So, results are the, the key for that one. But then really good leaders don't just lead the group to get um, a production done. That's part of it. But a good leader will also be looking to develop the people, the individuals in the group. So, so I'm going to be focusing on, on building up my group to be the best that they can be as a group and as individuals. And then I'm going to start to, to encourage you in your skills and I'm going to start to, to help you grow. And I'm going to be looking to, you know, what training do you need? What, what, what is it that you need in your life to, to build up your skills? Because I'm now focusing on developing you as an individual and getting you to be... And, you know, and it might mean that then you, you then leave my group and go and lead something else. But that's the, that's the goal of a really good leader, is to raise up other leaders. Does that make sense? So I'm not, I'm not just focusing on me being a leader. I'm, I'm looking at what are your gifts, what are your talents, and, and where can you thrive? You know, in, in this company, what's the best position for you? You know, maybe it's not um, sitting behind a desk. Maybe you're really good at being on the telephone and, and encouraging you know, new sales or whatever, or maybe you're on the telephone and you'd be better off behind a computer. You know, like I'm looking at what are you good at and how can I develop you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, 
it really can be um, translated in, in any area of leadership, this, you know, like just as a, a father in a home or a mother in a home, you know, how can I develop my kids? How can I help them to grow and be the best that they can be? So, so it can be in the home environment. It can be in, you know, wherever. You could even end up being an informal leader in a, with a group of friends, you know, like, and you can raise up and you can do all this sort of, maybe not even with a title, but you can begin to, to lead and develop and grow people. And, and if you can, what, you know, once you're at this level and you're developing people, loyalty to, loyalty to you is going to be really high. Because if I'm honouring and respecting you and I'm building you up, you're likely to honour and respect me. You're likely to stick with me. And, and, you know, loyalty is usually high by now. To quote John again, he says, A great leader... Oh, a leader is great, not because of his or her power, but because of his or her ability to empower others. That's what makes a good leader. I'll say that again. A great leader, or a leader is great, not because of his or her power, but because of his or her ability to empower others. And then there's, there's one final level, level five. Oh, sorry, I keep forgetting about the, the little words at the end. Reproduction, what you're looking for at level four, people development, is to reproduce little yous. You know, like little me. So lots of li little Paula Janes, kind of, not necessarily, but you want to reproduce that culture and then you can, you know, even that, if that means sending them out to be great leaders like yourself. So you want to reproduce yourself, basically. That is a possibility. But at some point, you're going to retire. So maybe they will retake your place or whatever, or God moves you somewhere else and then they... So, yeah, you, you want to be building people up to the point where they could take your place if needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And this, this is where, I guess, we have an advantage of knowing who we are in Christ. You know, like, if, if you are secure in yourself, you know, you are secure in who God has made you, then when someone does come up who is more talented and who could do the job better than you, you're secure enough to be able to say, okay, go ahead. Absolutely, yep. And we just need to be secure in God's, in God. You're absolutely right. We just need to be secure in who we are. And when we do that, it's going to be fine. 
Because if we've, if we've honoured and respected and we've created a culture of honour, the person that's coming up isn't going to usurp us. You know, they're not, you're not, you've not created that battlefield. You know, they can come alongside you and lead or maybe lead over you. It, it, but if you're secure, you're okay with that. It's one to think about because it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, I guess. But the key, the key is being secure in who God has, who has, God has made you. And if he's placed you in that position, you're there until he says, okay, it's time to, to move on or whatever. Yeah. So the, great, the, the top one is personhood. Um, from, the, from the book, it would seem that not many um, actually main, get to this level and maintain this level. Because it does need to be someone who's really secure because it's keeping all of the above for a lifetime. So it's being able to, to maintain that, that ability to raise up others, to, to not get sort of like wound up about other people coming up and, and all that, and just to continue to be steadfast in who you are. So you're kind of looking at sort of like the more mature leaders who have done a really good job at maintaining their their role and and maintaining their leadership skills long term. And then you can look at them and say, you know what, you're at level five. You've done it. You know, you've got the personhood of of leadership. So that should always be our aim. Let's maintain having that, that, keeping the permission to lead keeping that respect in the people and that culture of honour and, and looking at the people's needs and, and, then, and then, you know, the, the stuff that we're going to do. So let's work on this project together and build it up. And then that whole people development, being able to do that over a lifetime, then you can say, you know what, I, I, I achieved level five personhood. And people at this level have a, just a high level of respect. You know, you can look at maybe, you know, some of the, the leaders in the body of Christ who you look at them and they're, they're older, they're mature, but you think, you know what, people respect you. And I think of John Arnott and Bill Johnson and people like that. Their churches respect them. You know, like there's a high level of respect there. So just, um, what time is it? I've got time yet. Before I go on to the, the next little bit, I want to do today. Does anybody have any comments on what I've just talked about? Any examples of whether you've been led by certain levels or? So two, two little things I want to look at before, before we finish. And these were, 
The first one is integrity. Because if, if you, you know, going to step into leadership at all, you need to be, really need to be a person of integrity and honesty. Um, because it won't be long, if you're, if you're not, it won't be long before people start to distrust you. Because you want to build that trust, that relationship. So this, you know, in, in level two, getting permission and everything, just integrity is so important. And Paul says in 1 Timothy 3 verse 2, now an overseer, which is basically a leader, must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, temperate, self-controlled, hospitable and able to teach. That above reproach bit means you just need to be a person of honesty and integrity. I need to be able to trust you if you're going to lead me well. John uh, Maxwell says, if I have integrity, my words match up with my deeds. There have been a couple of times, for example, when I've been on the, on the prophetic team where we've been asked as a team to do something that I didn't want to do because it scared me. So, for example, Alan said to me one day, can um, we just get some of the prophetic team to stand up at the front and give prophetic words? We had never done that as a team. And I had never, I'd only ever done that once as a person. And it was really scary. And I didn't know, if, I didn't really want to do it. So part of me was thinking, right, if I just pick a couple of the team or two or three of the team that I know are confident and ask them to do it. But out of this whole sort of like making my words match up with my deeds, I felt it necessary to also do it, even though I was a bit scared. Does that make sense? So, so we all had a go rather than me just trying to find the ones that I knew could do it, if that makes sense. And what was interesting was because a couple of them knew that I was scared, they also had a go, even though they were scared as well. So I was honest about it. I'm like, okay, guys, this is really scaring me, but let's do this. Let's do this together. We're going to step out together. Um, and, and there were people on the team that stepped out and thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, like they'll be, they could do it forever, whereas I could do it, but it's a bit scary. Does that make sense? Yeah. But our, our deeds and our, our words need to match up. You know, if I say, be on time, then I have to be on time. You know, I know there are occasions when traffic or whatever, but, but I need to aim to be on time if I'm expecting my team to be on time. That Little things like that, integrity is really important. Titus, uh, Paul says in Titus, oh, what happened then? Didn't do it, there we go. Titus 2 verse 7, in everything, set them an example by doing what is good. So Paul's talking to Titus and he's giving him some, some you know, tips on being a good leader. So you have to set an example and do what is right as a leader yourself, okay? In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because you have, they have nothing bad to say about you. Okay, you know, Daniel was a really good example of this. The, the guys, they, he was just such a man of integrity. 
they had to come up with a law that was going to get in the note. The only thing that they could come up with was, let's get it so you're not allowed to pray for a few days. So, so they, they tricked the king into writing a law saying, right, everyone can only pray to the king for so many days, whatever it was. Um, and Daniel carried on praying to God. And that's the only way they could get him. That's how he ended up in the den, the lion of lions. You know, like, but, but it says that they couldn't find anything about him that they could criticize him for because he was a person of integrity. And so that, that should be our aim too. And particularly in leadership, we want to be, but in life anyway. You know, like if we're people of integrity, being, an integri- being a leader with integrity will come easy. That makes sense. So, and the, because there's some, tis, some statistics here. Um, I'm not sure if these are uh, up-to-date statistics, but they reckon that 89% of what we learn comes through visual stimulation. So I can talk to you, but most of what I, you learn from me is by watching what I do, if I, you know, as a leader. So, so only 10% comes through audible voice, which is why I kind of like PowerPoint, because you're going to learn a little, you're going to remember more. Because you're looking at what I'm, you know, the, um, what I'm saying, and you're hearing what I'm speaking. But you, but you're also going to be watching how I'm living. As a lead, you know, like that, that's really important. As a leader, people are going to be watching you. Eighty-nine percent of what they learn comes from how you, how you do it. So I need to practice what I preach. I think then it's, it's important that I, I make a decision to be honest in all areas of my life. You know, if there's, if there's a particular area that I'm struggling with, I need to be honest about that and, and get help. You know, not, not pretend everything's rosy if it's not rosy, but, but be in, open and honest. I mean, I'm not saying share every little dark thing with everybody in the group. You know, do you know what I mean? But, but I mean, be honest about where you're at in life. Any questions or thoughts on that? You don't need, you don't believe. Okay. I got it out of the book. I got it out of his book, so... Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean each individual is different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are, this is just the, the average. So the average Joe out there, eight to nine percent of him, you know. But yeah, some people have got really good memories from what they hear. Other people have photographic memories and just remember everything they see. Some of us need both in order to try and remember something. I'm one of those, you know, like I hear something, I write it down, which helps me to remember it more clearly. 
that can help as well. So that's the other senses, isn't it? One, that says one percent. Yeah, but it. Yes and no, but it is about how do we learn what we're doing. So, so if I if I'm if I've got a group of people and I'm trying to sort of guide you into a particular way of producing something, um, the way I the way I oh golly, what time? Really? <laughs> um, what was it? I've lost my train of thought. If if I'm yeah you know, if I'm trying if I'm trying to sort of like get a group of people to do something in a certain way, um, then then the, these statistics come in because I need you to learn a particular skill or a particular culture or a particular way. Um, so the, the the best way that I can teach you is by doing doing it by example. So if you know. Even if I'm learning at the same time, I'm giving a good example by actually getting involved and doing it and, and so that you follow that way. I think it's what I'm trying to sort of say from this. Yeah, okay. That's what I think this is talking about from what I got out of the book. So if I want you to follow me and I want you to do what I'm doing, I, I need, you're going, the best way I'm going to get you to do it. It's not just sort of like give you a list of instructions, go ahead and do it. It's about example, setting an example and doing it. Yeah. And then just finally, um, real quick, I want to just very briefly talk about self-discipline. Um, when, when I talked about this one time, one of the guys that said, oh, but I've already just like found out the father loves me. You know, why do I need to? The word self-discipline frightened him because he's like, we don't need to do that anymore. We're like, God loves me. Um, so I just want to make clear that when we talk about self-discipline, it's not about trying to earn anything from God or anything. This is about you advancing in, in your leadership skills. This is about you advancing in, in whatever it is that you're doing. Um, self-discipline, um, John Maxwell says, is the choice of achieving what you want to do by doing the things you don't really want to do. So if you want to be a really good guitarist, for example, you can't just get a hold of a guitar and stand on stage and play it without having first learned how to play. Maybe the odd genius might, you know, whatever. But most of us would have to take the guitar and research where to put your fingers, you know, someone might teach you or you might learn online, you know, about a book or online or whatever. You've got to practice. And it hurts your fingers. So you've got to, you know, you've got to sit there going through your scales and your, your chords and everything. And it's, sometimes you will not feel like doing it. But, but it's a discipline. And once you've learned that discipline, you can then get up on stage and play and, and lead and, and do whatever and be the best guitarist in the world. But you, to get there, you might have to do it, things that you don't want to do for a while. And as a leader, sometimes you'll need to do things that you don't feel like doing. So, for example, there might be occasions when you really, you know, you, you really don't want to go out tonight. You'd much rather sit and watch the football or um, sit and, 
read a book or curl up and watch a movie or something, the last thing you want to do is go out to Selkirk. Oh, because you're cosy and it's dark outside, it's raining and I don't want to go out tonight. But self-discipline says, right, if I'm going to be a good leader, I'm going to lead by example and I'm going to go, even though I don't feel like it today. Yeah. And then he just says, you know, take responsibility for who you are as well. Instead of coming up with excuses for your weaknesses, actually work on them. Get a bit of help if you need to. Strengthen yourself. Build yourself up and get, get to that point where you, you're improving your, who you are and your skills. So, that's it really. We'll finish there. Any comments? Yeah, yeah. So, so this is a whole like discipline thing. It's it's about developing yourself and growing, and um, it's it's not about having to earn anything from God. So, I mean, you're not earning love or anything like that. It's 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 a completely different. I mean, you can sit on your backside for the entire life, not do a single thing, not lead a single person, and God will still love you exactly the same. But if you want to be a good leader, self-discipline is important. If you want to achieve something, if you want to be a great worship leader or if you want to, you know, to be a great prophet, you're going to have to start prophesying. You know, like, and there'll be times when you don't feel like it. You know, you want to go home or whatever and there's someone there and you think, oh, God's saying, can you go and give that person a word? And you're like, but the Sunday lunch is in the very, you know, the other, it's going to, you know, exactly. You know, like, so there's going to be times when you don't want to do it. But discipline says, no, let's do this. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.